Welcome to the Visegrad Inside podcast from Central Europe on Central Europe. It's Thursday, 29th of July, still a pretty hot and sunny weather in Warsaw. My name is Marysia Ciupka and David Krawczyk is here at our podcast studio with me. David is a journalist and a reporter who works for Gazeta Wyborcza and Krytyka Polityczna. And he also has contributed to TV reporting by BBC, Euronews and Al Jazeera, among others. He also just published his book about three years of political campaigns in Poland. And in private life, David is an avid fan of TV shows. And uh, TV shows of Central and Eastern Europe are going to be uh, the topic of our podcast today. So, um, hi, David. Hi, hello. Uh, pleasure to be here. Uh, thanks for having me. And uh, I wanted to ask you about some of the uh, best shows from Poland that uh, that have emerged uh in the recent months, um, perhaps you would have some as a big TV show person, perhaps you would have some of them to recommend to our audience. Yeah, I guess if you would ask me that like a couple of years ago, like five, six years ago, uh, I would have to do like some actual research, you know, and look for this one or two shows that uh, would be worth recommending. Uh, now, for last couple of years, uh, I can just give you some uh, shows from last months and they're they're decent they're good uh, I guess uh, one of the mo- one of the latest ones is sexify uh, it was produced by Netflix and I guess it is available not only in Poland but across uh, uh, the countries where Netflix uh, uh, is present yes and uh, so It is often referred to as the Polish response to sex education produced by uh, British Netflix. Yeah, and uh, I, 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 I'm wondering like if it's a good comparison because like it depicts quite a different uh, culture in a sense because in the sex education you have uh, young people, uh, middle schoolers, schoolers, I guess, or high schoolers. Uh, that deal with certain challenges that comes with uh, discovering your sexuality, uh, but the environment around them is rather progressive, we can say. And if we um, pick, for example, Otis, the main character's mother, uh, she is far more than progressive, and a lot of, uh, and she's kind of a point of a reference for uh, their uh, experiences, uh, their and their, their challenges, and what they are dealing with. Um, in Sexify, you deal with more uh, mature group of uh, characters and they're students of uh, technical university, I guess, or just university uh, in in Warsaw. And uh, they are sexually repressed, or at least most of them. Uh, there are three main uh, protagonists, uh, female characters. Which is also very important that they're all female characters. Uh, and also the uh, the focus of, of the show is um, that these three young women try to create an app um, about female pleasure and orgasm. 
yes. And there are certain uh, aspects of that story that are super realistic, I would say. And I could totally imagine that if you would come up with this idea on one of like universities that, okay, my big research that this university will be famous for will deal with, it's a journey to find out about female orgasm. I could see uh, uh, with my uh, imagination right now those uh, lecturers that would blush, that would consider it a non-academic topic and all that. So this is like the realism of that story. Uh, because the style of that story, the aesthetics of Sexify is far from realism. For some people, like even the, uh, the humor there was quite odd. I personally loved it. And I, uh, I was quite skeptical for like, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes of the first episode. But then when this kind of an awkward humor uh, 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 entered the stage, uh, everything was fine. So, um, yeah, and like the very idea, I guess, that they are preparing this groundbreaking app within the uh, academic slash ministerial framework uh, is a bit off, I think. Uh, it's, it's, I guess, like if you were um, a student that has some aspirations in that sphere, uh, you would probably realize them in a uh, commercial environment, I guess, or like some startup hub uh, because it needs money, it needs assets, and I'm not sure if it's something that uh, universities, universities can actually compete, but I might sure. be wrong. And so we have this uh, storyline of three young women working on an app that um, is supposed to help them discover how to achieve orgasm. And so how, how, was that, how did that play out in the context of... Uh, um, current debates in Poland around feminism and women's rights. To be honest, I believe that Sexify won't be like some. There won't be like a. It won't be deemed legendary or some something groundbreaking. Uh, it was released after the waves of uh, uh, women's strike uh, that were. Um, marching through the streets of Warsaw and other cities in, in Poland for months after the Constitutional Tribunal uh, almost completely uh, criminalized or delegalized abortion in, 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 in Poland. Uh, so uh, if Sexify was published like two or three years ago, it might be like one of that important shows. Now, I believe after these months of women's strikes, we are at least on the level of, uh, on the symbolic level, we are to some extent more progressive or like more uh, is acceptable. So uh, yeah, I would see, I would see that here, but it's like just also like, it's, it's just good like to see show with three mm -hmm. female characters and the one of them is geeky the other one is like more 
Catholic and more conservative, but definitely curious about her sexuality. And also uh, a character like one of one of the secondary characters, parent, mother of one of those girls is also running some um, yoga slash sexuality workshops there. Uh, it's just nice to see those characters that are real that exist but were never get any any uh, place on stage and also like if it's not only about female characters you have really nice um, person a um, also secondary character um, a guy in his 20s or something like that that has complex emotional responses to what's going on in the show that is totally free of any alpha male-ish aspirations that builds his charm on uh, being understanding uh, empathetic to the main character I guess we need like also these guys on stage he is like much more complex than just a nice guy character. He, um, yeah, like maybe uh, not to spoil too much. It's probably good but, to advertise it this way. Yeah, but definitely uh, um, an important representation of non-toxic masculinity uh, on Polish TV. So, so that's memorable. And um, just an interesting fact: apparently, that show was really successful in India uh, where it for some time after it premiered on Netflix it um, was that top one show actually watched in India I don't have any idea why maybe like have you have you found out like have you have you have you, have you, have you read like anything interesting on that topic like that would be that's that's interesting like uh, what was what was so appealing um, Not not at all, but uh, overall it seemed to have gotten um, good international reception. Uh, just to give you some quotes from Rotten Tomatoes, um, from, for example, a critic from Sydney Morning Herald, this raunchy but surprisingly charming Polish comedy drama series is a whole lot of fun. Completely agree. Yeah, it's it's raunchy. Yeah, but surprisingly but charming. Yeah, and and funny. Like, and this is uh, this is something not so uh, often. I would get, I would say about Polish cinema. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when it's, when it's good, it, it tends to be quite serious, I guess, and uh, rarely it's uh, it's funny. Funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Uh, or as breezy as it is forthright. And it suggests that those looking for the ultimate bedroom kick should keep their eye on the App Store. <laughs> This is a good one, yeah? Uh, the sec- this sex comedy leans into the sex, but doesn't have strong enough jokes to succeed as a comedy or rich enough characters to succeed as a drama. It would be something that I would uh, hear from my uh, friends uh, here in Poland that uh, I would say like the, the uh, reception of that, uh, like they, they received it like much worse than than uh, international audience. I don't know. I would probably guess that maybe it reminds us, the Polish audience, that we haven't experienced uh, sexual revolution in 1968. There are like so many 
uh, issues and we're like I, I guess a society generally repressed okay. so maybe it's not a good reminder uh, and, 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 and this show definitely reminds about that Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so how about some more serious, uh, less fun, but still good uh, Polish TV shows? And much more toxic also, <laughs> uh, with a lot of toxic masculinity there. So there's this one, The, the, the Meyer, 97. Uh, this is actually the second uh, season of uh, the show The Meyer that was, uh, that was uh, shot and pre- was premiered two or three years ago the first season takes place in unnamed uh, city in the lower Silesia Silesia region in in Poland and it fo- the focus is on the young journalist that comes to a, a newsroom in this peripheral town town city it's rather town i guess a uh, small town and uh, basically it's a very typical crime story someone died there is like dead body and people are investigating what happened and at the same time they're investigating themselves of course right and what is themselves in the in the first season it is basically communist Poland and not on this general historical level of like big decisions of very important people but on this peripheral small town level how the power relationships uh, uh, work there in that uh, structure who is running the town what kind of pressure can the uh, prosecutor's office can have on the paper and uh, it's a pretty decent show like the first uh, first season but the second one It's just amazing because it takes place in 1997, and the characters are the same. It, I, even I had I had to I had to I have to um, admit that uh, sometimes I pause the show and use my calculator on my on my on my on my on, on my mobile phone to calculate like if it adds up. Because like it's fifteen uh, years after uh, the action takes place, fifteen years after the first season, and some characters just look pretty much the same, but they have children, and their children, those children are like ten or twelve. But uh, you don't have to waste your time on calculating; it adds up. So in 1987, we <laughs> have this. You're lucky that David checked it yeah, for you. Yeah, I, 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 I did it for you. Yeah, because like my my friend, my friend actually like pointed. Look, I'm not sure if it adds up. So if he's not sure, and okay, I can I can be the guy that like presents actual answer to something. Yeah, so it adds up. You know, so the main character, the protagonist from the first season. Is still kind of like the, or at least he is challenged by another characters, like two policemen in this 1997, and the action takes place in the same town, but now it this town is going through certain trauma that happened, and it's a fallout of uh, 1997. This is an actual event in the lower Silesia region, especially in Wrocław, actually the city I come from, and I still remember how it was in 1997, like a really horrible flood that uh, took lives and, uh, and destroyed a lot of property historical buildings in the in the city so it's actually a very smart move i guess like to 
on a name this town because you can just build with uh, different puzzles from that uh, era, from that time, from the aesthetics of the 1990s. And at the same time, you don't have to be particularly correct about things that someone would show you a photo like this building was not like that it was different but at the same time it's probably important to mention that people like started facebook groups and saying okay it wouldn't be possible in 1997 because this music that is in the background was released in 1988 and they feel important i guess and feel smart when they can point out like something like that but like it doesn't matter because the aesthetic of 1990s is pretty well represented in that in the tv series just let me tell you about like two main characters. Uh, we have a policeman Yas, policewoman uh, Yas, and Mika, a policeman from that town. Yas uh, is basically sent from Warsaw because she did something wrong uh, as a policewoman to this small town. And Mika is a guy from that small town. And they their dynamic is it starts on a pretty good ground then it complicates itself because a certain power dynamics again that is basically i would say the main uh, issue or like the main issue that is addressed by that show and what the authors tend to say that in the 90s even that the um, communism was not in place anymore uh, the power dynamics in these small communities were pretty much the same, only the labels change and they might be like some small transfers of power, but the names are pretty much the same, only the titles are different. Uh, so there will be probably like a um, interesting show to, to look from that perspective, how the transition from communism to capitalism affects the work of journalists and the policemen. And uh, just one more thought about the policewoman. This is one of the most interesting characters and honestly, my one of my favorites, if not... Of all the, time. Of <laughs> all time? No, maybe in, in a Polish TV. Uh, as uh, she um, has a complex... Uh, emotional uh, connection to the reality around her. And also it was pointed out by the critics that I believe that's one of one of not so many uh, female homosexual characters that her homosexuality is not a topic there in a sense that it is a topic but it doesn't build her whole persona it's not like that will uh, learn about her uh, experiences or her or who she is through uh, the trauma of coming out in the 1997 she is a uh, policewoman she also has a uh, Roma background her um, aunt or grandma is uh, is is Roma. So uh, these are the factors that uh, are part of her identity. But what constitutes her is what she do, what she, what, what kind of relationships she has has with other people. So she's not this token character or like this. Uh, she's not uh, reduced to uh, tr 
these La- label. labels or mm-hmm. uh, to to different identities she holds or represents. Makes sense. So, would you recommend to uh, watch both seasons of the show to kind of get a better idea of that transition between these two eras? I watched it obviously, like when the season was the, the season one was released. I watched it uh, right away, and then I watched the, watched the second season recently. But I think there is no harm if you just watch the second season. And also there is no harm if you watch the second season and then you just come back to the first season as a prequel. If you don't feel like the first season is working out for you, just jump to the second one. Maybe 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 there is uh because I, generally it's it's better. The second the second one is better and uh yeah, it's uh it's quite um widespread opinion I would say that the second the second one was just way better okay and moving from lower silesia uh, back to warsaw i wanted to ask you about one of the most um successful shows uh, in poland of the last years blinded by the lights um by krzysztof skonieczny who is known not only for that show but also his other acti- artistic activity. Yes, Kanesha was a, was the director of the show and the screenwriter uh, for the show was Jakub Żulczyk that is an author also uh, of the book that was a original content that uh, that inspired uh, a TV show. Even though Żulczyk um, admitted in the interviews that when he was writing the the book he already kind of knew that it uh, it will be tv show so uh, so it was always from the beginning um influenced by the film perspective or the film aesthetics um so the story follows a drug dealer from warsaw that is uncommon in a sense that he doesn't uh, he is not one of those drug dealers that you could meet on the wire or like another series that we don't know much I guess about his uh, class background uh, we know that he started just as a guy doing like some small favors for uh, um, people connected with uh, criminal world but then he developed some let's say more classic taste so he roams the city in his uh, luxury car listening to uh, classical music and is rather silent not so emotional guy but still not psychopathic as other um, characters in that criminal scene that are depicted in the story but as important as he is in the story i guess warsaw is and i cannot recall any other show like in recent years or maybe ever that would present such aesthetically appealing images of contemporary warsaw because the story takes place like contempt like like in recent years like it's it's nothing has has changed so much maybe we have more a, a, a few more uh skyscrapers from that time but in that uh in that tv series we get to see 
the Warsaw's way, the Warsaw with the big skyscrapers with this aspirational vibe and also forgotten places uh, that city that are much more grim uh, so you can see basically this clash of a particular sense of modernity that is embodied not by still not and by some nice green spaces even though Warsaw is pretty is, is quite a green city and we have like a lot of parks and stuff but like it's not like that you that it's still I guess if you would ask people on the streets like what is modern and what is like contemporary they would point to the skyscrapers and a lot of steel and a lot of glass and that and and that, that would be um, for them the I don't know, like the proof that uh, we are a well-developed country or a city. So you have you have a lot of like nice images of that there, but also peripheral spaces, not only geographically, like some kebab huts or stuff like that. And it's all it's extremely well shot. It's just pleasure to watch that show. So would you say that it's a good show to recommend to someone who wants to visit Warsaw, for example, <laughs> and they want to get a vibe of uh, yeah, real, yeah. what the real city is like? Yeah, I think definitely much better than Europe guides to Warsaw that you would see like a couple of streets. But if you're not particularly interested in getting deep into criminal world or like drugs and like really hardcore techno scene, I would still recommend like to maybe uh, go to more uh, official guides to, to, to Warsaw. But if you feel like, uh, you know, risking your life or uh, risking your health and stuff, uh, that's probably, yeah, a good show. Uh, yeah, definitely. Because like, I mean, like... I just, I just, I just want to point out, like that. It's not like that the first TV show that was shot in Warsaw, Sexify was shot in Warsaw, or uh, many other like shows like previously was shot in Warsaw. Like wherever you go, like there is like some uh, film set like going on, basically. Like, True. But um, I never felt like that it's my Warsaw, like in this previous. But, um, but maybe it tells more about like my lifestyle. So yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Uh, probably that's, that's a good, good Maybe let's, let's put an yeah. end here. Yeah, yeah. I just realized <laughs> I said, yeah, my Warsaw is a, is a Warsaw of like, uh, uh, yeah, like everything I, I described. Yeah. Some, 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 something to think about. Definitely. Yeah. So next to Blinded by the Lights, we also have 1983, which was also a very Warsaw focused show. And it was the first show made um, by Polish Netflix. Um, and that's also an interesting one, right? It's a historical fiction of yeah, political fiction. Political like, basically, fiction. like the premise is that that the communism never ended, basically, and it's still here. And like there was like the party is strong, the strongest ever, and uh, has this vibe of Orwellian nineteen eighty four in a sense. And also like it. But like this part of the problem of the show that I guess like this dystopian vision is so 20th century in a sense like the not only like that it takes place in 20th century but like the issues that they're dealing with like that is like totalitarian state with really nasty people in the secret police 
and you have like some dissidents that turns into terrorism and are fighting this uh, concrete facade and, and concrete fundaments of uh, totalitarian state. Uh, okay, it's a story like that you can follow, like probably with the most corny and the worst erotic scene in uh, um, in uh, the history of Polish history, TV. Yeah, history of, of like <laughs> Netflix TV, like all TV. I mean, like I basically realize what cringe means. Like when when I, when when I when I watch it, it's like just horrible. Um, totally unbelievable and also uh, (laughs) deprived of any eroticism in this scene it's like and it's I don't know like if it was particularly long or like just particularly boring but uh, definitely not the uh, highest points of that uh, of that of the TV series but yeah I mean like I couldn't reconnect with that one I mean Definitely, there are so many interesting issues in the political scene right now, like that populism or like a certain um, uh, non-concrete, but rather cyber uh, um, ways of uh, manipulating public opinion and also a wave of authoritarianism but it, but also like not so uh, direct and always somehow uh, beyond the facades of democracy like it's much more complicated than just like a huge concrete building but- that you have like some really scary eagleder or some fascist futuristic shit on that on on the walls of that building it just was um kind of outdated in the in this dystopian vision yeah so okay. if i watch like like a historical like show or like something that uh, aims to uh, represent i don't know like 1984 by george orwell you know like okay i get it like it's i i i know that i'm watching like ideas from 20th century that are put in the 20th century environment but maybe yeah my demands were like or like yeah what, sure. what i expected were probably so, so not that convincing. Either way, if you want uh, crime, drugs, uh, blinded by the lights, if you want cringe, maybe yeah. 1983, that's yeah. our summary. Definitely. And, and also, uh, there's one more, more Polish show that I wanted to ask you about, because I know you're also a fan. Uh, it's an HBO show, um, The Pack. Yeah, as the pack of wolves. Yeah, yeah because yeah. Uh, the story follows the... Uh, border guard in uh, in Poland. They're called border guard or border police. Uh, I recently did a, did a um, TV story and uh, we had to interview a person from the border guard and they were like very, very strict about calling them border guard or border police. Uh, so just important like if you if you if 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 you want to address them address them as border guards but uh it takes place uh on the border of Poland and Ukraine in uh Bieszczady mountains and Bieszczady are not only in the 
the setting and the environment like that the story happens but also kind of a character of that show and it's interesting like to see how people in Yashada react to to that show because it didn't destroy the very particular vibe there that it's this you can really find places in the middle of nowhere there that you don't have like any internet connection any like a uh, uh, phone connection there and you can just live there from day to day and be in places where i don't know you have to drive a car for 50 kilometers to get to another place where people live right so it uh, was not like stormed with tourists after that show even the show was quite popular and quite big so it was not Dubrovnik after the uh, Game of Thrones for example right or there are some places in Seville that people are uh, really storming tourists are storming because of the Game of Thrones was was shot there uh, I know that the pack was not as popular as, as, as Game of Thrones but at the same time if you go like to a restaurant you, you could see somewhere you know like a photo of the crew from 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 the tv show so uh there were i, th- I think there were like good symbiosis in a sense like that they feel recognized and they they're happy that such a prominent uh producer as hbo did like three seasons of that of that story that is just well written in the sense of like uh, drama, right? You can you can just follow like the the story from episode to an episode. Uh, it's basically three different like the characters are pretty much the same, but three different stories every every season uh, with such traces as like uh, extremism and nationalism. There um, also some criminal drug smuggling over the border, but also uh, they're not afraid like to uh, approach the um, condition of migrants that are being smuggled through the border and how they are treated by both criminals who smuggle them and also like by the border guard and like the system that is trying to deport them quite um so it's a pretty serious when it comes to the topics that yeah touches on it's it's pretty uh it's a pretty serious show yeah definitely My name is uh, David Krawczyk. I'm a journalist and a writer based in Warsaw, Poland. And I recommend to listening to the Visegrad Inside podcast. And if we're uh, on the border, uh, perhaps is the time to also talk about some shows from um, Czechia, of which my recommendation would be... Um, a show called uh, The Oblivious, I think that's the translation. And it's a story um, of a married couple who, uh, a daughter of a famous Czech dissident uh, who gets married to another prominent um, dissident figure back in the 80s. And then they emigrate to the UK. And in 1989, they come back to Prague Uh, wanting to uh, kind of restart their life, to go back to their Czech lives. And then they're in a 
in a car crash and uh, the woman Mari she wakes up in a hospital without her husband and she has no idea what happened to him and how to find him and here kind of the spy um, secret service fueled uh, crime story starts which is also uh, really interesting that it's all from the female uh, perspective mm -hmm. which is not so common in your typical crime stories so or spy drama or spy also. drama yeah. exactly yes uh so this is also i would say uh, uh a czech show that i would strongly recommend uh if you're looking for for something to to do on a warm uh, summer night yeah 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 definitely but uh is it more uh more on the spy side or more on the on the on the crime side or is it like just intertwined like all the time i think it's uh it's a little bit of both but definitely the spy um and the secret service element is really strong there um uh, apparently the um the creators of the show one of the main creators of the show was really um fascinated with the history of secret service in czechia so that's a that's that's a very strong element there and of course then the uh the story kind of uh, goes back and forth between the 80s and the 90s so we get i mean 90s that 89 so so we get uh a little bit of the interesting czech uh kind of transition at uh, the first communist and then transition from communism uh, history in the background so that's uh f for all the history fans that's that's definitely a a good one and of course prague um mostly winter the, the kind of the shots of winter uh in prague and that show also do a great job mm -hmm. from other czech shows there's also wasteland another uh crime drama that has been that is set in the czech province and is often compared to some of the best scandinavian uh scandinavian uh, cr crime shows and there's also the uh, Burning Bush uh, miniseries by Agnieszka Holland uh, that tells the story uh, of um, the self-immolation of Jan Palach. Um, so that's that's also um, these are also two more HBO shows that are definitely worth checking out. Um, when it comes to Hungarian TV. Uh, my one of my personal favorites is uh, Therapy, a show that is actually based on an Israeli show that later was made into many versions in many countries. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw, I saw, I saw the Polish one uh, with like really great cast. Uh, I mean, like the guy uh, that is a therapist is um, um, uh, is played by Jerzy Radziwiłowicz and uh, it was fun like to uh, follow the comment section on IMDB or like the Polish version of IMDB that people oh I'd love, to, I'd love to have such a therapist he's the best therapist but at the same time when I discussed the, the, the character with my colleagues that are actual therapists is it Okay, like there are like a few bridges of 
ethical call like every single minute like what he's doing like he's not a good therapist like he's definitely breaking boundaries. boundaries yeah especially with the uh but then i realized like when i when i finished binge watching like the whole uh, polish version uh i realized there are so many different versions so i was so happy that i could you know support my addiction to the, to the tv series but it turned out they're pretty much the same and almost like the phrases that those characters uh, are uttering are almost the same and there was a surprise because i thought like certain stories were such context dependent like that we have a polish veteran coming from the war in uh iraq i guess and he committed like some um war crimes basically there and then you realize i know like it's pretty banal and trivial to say that like that you realize that all those stories are pretty much the same everywhere and we are all the same people living through the similar challenges that only the costumes and like the names and labels are different but uh yeah but it's 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 pretty much pretty much true yeah yeah so basically the uh the idea behind a therapy series is that there's this uh in every country's version right whether it's hungary or poland or israel you have a war criminal that's what you want to say no (laughs) (laughs) but like that's also like you have soldiers and they're facing like quite uh devastating experiences you have also like uh people that are dealing with uh quite harsh upbringing or like certain aspirations of their parents and all that stuff and it can be told it can be told the way that you feel that it's only their story that could happen only in this place and then you if you if you if you if you face another uh, 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 version of that show in a different country you see okay it's, it doesn't work like that it's like just you know we're going for the same shit together uh, yes and um, exactly um, but that I would insist that the Hungarian version is particularly charming with the small cute streets of Budapest in the background and the beautiful Hungarian language that otherwise we don't really hear that much on TV it's true uh, so so I would recommend um, definitely that one but also my absolute favorite when it comes to Hungarian TV is a show called, uh, it's either translated into Golden Life or Easy Living. And it's a um, show that was named um, the greatest Hungarian TV show of all time by some of the critics. What's so great about it? <laughs> so what's so great about it? It's basically a Hungarian version of uh, The Sopranos. Family. Oh, you bought me. Like, okay. I'm, uh, so thank you for having me. I'm just going and like, I'm just going to start the first episode and uh, won't be available for how much, how, how long? Uh, it's three seasons. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Yes. So no, but it's it's really the um, the script is really quite amazing. Apparently, it was based loosely on a Finnish drama, uh, but basically, it follows the story uh, of this small time criminal Attila, who um, has gained his middle or upper upper middle class livelihood through being a gangster. 
so he now has a beautiful house in the posh um, suburbs of Budapest, a beautiful wife and these two bored kids. Um, one of them is, is trying, by the way, to become a hip hop artist. So that's it's, it's a nice. It's uh, his son, right? Because yes. I, saw, I saw a trailer and uh, yeah, and just judging by the trailer, uh, he's this perfect uh, um, son that his father is not probably the most proud of him exactly because what what the thing is about Attila is that he's a criminal but ultimately he's very good at heart uh, he's 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 actually an honest man deep down and he decides he wants to quit being a gangster uh, and uh, but of course his boss of a sort and his longtime friend and uh, perhaps some some of the other uh, characters but I won't reveal who don't really let him quit his um, quit his job um, and um, yes but it, it really it really is very binge worthy I would say. And some of the journalists also talked about how well it depicts the main problems that Hungarian society uh, faces right now. So, so that's also interesting. And I would also add that um, the creators of that show are now working on a TV show for HBO that will be telling a story of 1980s university students who were... Um, who were um, anti-communist uh, mm -hmm. activists. So this kind of story with underground uh, culture, music, uh, 80s, youth, uh, Budapest in the background should also be really interesting. But it won't be a prequel to Attila's story. Or was he an anti-communist student? Do we, do we know it about uh, him? Or? No, no we, we don't know that. But there's actually in one of the... In one of the uh, um, seasons of uh, Easy Living, there is this uh, kind of prequel story explaining really how it happened uh, that he went into being a gangster. And that also is really interesting because there is a glimpse on this kind of 1970s, 1980s uh, Hungary, young people uh, lifestyle. Great, great, great. Definitely the one to, the one to follow. Yes. We hope that we have given you some uh, ideas for what to watch this um, this August. I read today that George Martin is still working on his uh, new novel, so we probably will have to wait a bit for new Game of Thrones. Uh, so uh, I'm sure that you could definitely use a good list of uh, non-global uh, uh, mainstream TV shows, but uh, something that is worth spending your time in front of uh, in front of TV. What's going on at the Belarusian-Lithuanian border? Definitely, the hybrid war tactics employed by Lukashenko haven't come without price for the Baltic states. Read Valdana Shnukaita's new piece on Visegrad Insight, destabilizing the EU border.